It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fantasy Points Podcast, the Fantasy Points Injury and Waiver Wire Podcast on Tuesdays, which we've done every Tuesday of the NFL season. There are too many Tuesdays in the NFL season. Uh, Edwin, it is week 15, and COVID is spreading around the NFL like wildfire. Um, and it's I, I think the uh, most testing, uh, Adam Schefter said, the most positive test since COVID began, not just this season. Uh, it's spreading like wildfire around the NFL we're going to talk to Dr. Edwin Porce about injuries and these COVID protocols. Then we're going to talk to Tom Brawley about who can help your fantasy team as you get to the playoffs. My name's Joe Dolan, and of course, he is Dr. Edwin Porce. Edwin, congratulations, my friend. First on uh, your new job in the sports world. So congratulations. Tell, tell the people about this. Yeah, so I appreciate that, Joe. I am the new, one of the new uh, minor league physical therapists for the Twins, so um, it was a whirlwind of two weeks within eight days. I had a job offer, um, and it was kind of a crazy story and I didn't anticipate it whatsoever. And they offered me, uh, eight days after Thanksgiving. Um, I had a message from one of the employees, um, and, uh, ended up, uh, accepting the job. So that is, it's a crazy story. I, like I said, but I'm super appreciative, super excited. It's a quick turnaround. I have to be out uh, in Fort Myers, Florida, where the home base is by January 17th, Joe. So after wow. you win, after you win all your fantasy championships, that's where I'll be headed. Well, congratulations, my friend. I, I hope we still have you on the podcast. I believe that's part of the package deal, as a matter of fact. Absolutely. Yes, I will yeah, still be so, here. Uh, that's incredible. So you're going to be – you have – insane credibility that's awesome because i'm not credible in any way whatsoever i just talk a lot so uh, that's great for you man congratulations uh make sure you follow him on twitter at fb injury doc might have to change it to bb injury doc uh, <laughs> uh uh-huh. yeah I, I like what you did there joe you you that was the worst pun that you could ever the worst joke to start off the i don't have one so that's we're gonna have to roll uh, that. that's good that's good uh, uh i i came up with one off the top of my head so <laughs> Uh, I'm delirious right now. I'm tired. Um, but at least, I, at least I don't think I have COVID. At least I don't. Yeah, you Half don't the NFL seems to have it. And when I mean, and for fantasy purposes, all I can say is just hope you get lucky. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I think there was like 30 some positive tests. Just the, uh, Jamal Williams, Alexander Madison, the entire Miami backfield, Daryl Henderson, Canarius Tony, uh, t- Tyler Higby. Just uh, what are the protocols? Break it down for us. Um, what are the chances these guys play this week? Uh, I think Alexander Madison's unvaccinated, so he won't. But what are the chances uh, some of these guys play this week? Yeah, so it really depends on their vaccination status, and we are not certain of what you know what their vaccination status is. It also depends on whether they're considered a close contact or if they test positive themselves. Remember, if an unvaccinated player tests positive, they have to isolate for ten days minimum, even if they're asymptomatic. Right. And if they're experiencing symptoms, they have to isolate until they pass all these testing protocols and the 10 days. So being unvaccinated and testing positive basically fries your week. And depending on when the uh, when the team plays could fry two uh, NFL weeks for you. 
if the player's vaccinated, they can come back within 48 hours as long as they test positive basically for 48 hours straight and are asymptomatic. Close contacts get a little trickier. If a vaccinated player tests positive, but they're considered a close contact, um, they do have to isolate immediately. But if they remain asymptomatic and they have two negative tests within 24 hours, they could technically rejoin the team after 48 hours. Now, unvaccinated players who are considered high risk, close contact, they have to isolate for five days, even if the initial test that they get back is negative. Um, they're tested every day. If the test, um, if each test for five days comes back negative, they're then permit- permitted to return to the facility. So this is a crapshoot keeping track of it, Joe, because we do not know for a fact which player is or is not considered uh, vaccinated. And we don't know unless Schefter lets us know this player, you know, is vaccinated. They're not vaccinated and or they are close contact or not. Uh, or they actually had a positive test. So a lot of times it's hard. It's just a crapshoot to keep track of all of these. So really you just have to keep a close eye on the on the injury tracker over, over at the site. Um, and that's where we'll update most of this stuff. Yeah, so basically it's, uh, it's a bunch of mumbo jumbo. I don't know where they came up with this stuff, but it's clearly affecting uh, the fantasy playoffs. And, and uh, it, guys who test positive are, are much less likely, even if they're vaccinated, to come back in, in a short period of time, as we saw with Keenan Allen. So let's just uh, cross your fingers, hope to die, stick a needle in your eye, and uh, just hope that your players don't test positive for COVID. But it is out there, guys. So... Uh, unfortunately, it's happening at the fantasy playoffs. Okay, something else that was unfortunately happening uh, as you're playing for the fantasy playoffs is Lamar Jackson plays like 10 snaps and then is out for the rest of the game with an ankle sprain. Now, John Harbaugh yesterday, oftentimes we will see coaches be pretty optimistic earlier in the week and then things change, but no high ankle sprain for Lamar Jackson. John Harbaugh thinks he's got a chance to play this week, Edwin. What did you see on film? What's your read on the situation? Yeah, so it's a really difficult angle to see um, based on a guess, honestly, because it really is a guess because the the defender's covering his ankles in every which way you could possibly look at this uh, injury. It does look like it's just a lateral run-of-the-mill ankle sprain. Now, you can look at it as an ankle sprain that's going to last about a week or it's going to last two to three weeks depending on what his x-rays look like. Um, you did uh, see Diana Rossini, who's usually on top of these kind of things, report that it is not a high ankle sprain, sort of like you mentioned. And it did look on film like it was more than likely a lateral ankle sprain. And I do think that Lamar can be back next week. Uh, typically, John Harbaugh is a little more optimistic than usual. So I wouldn't bank on that quite yet. The average return, depending on which study you're looking at for lateral ankle sprains, is somewhere between 7 to 20, 21 days. So obviously one to three weeks is what you're looking at. Um, but what you did avoid is the Kyler Murray type, you know, ankle injury. You did avoid the high ankle mechanism, which would definitely put him out next week. So you're going to want to watch the reports. Um, and honestly, this is, this is a, a, one of the cases where I know you always hammer the table every, you know, analysts hammer the table for start your studs. If Lamar is DNP all week and then plays, I would be nervous for his upside and I would of course I would think about starting another quarterback in the fantasy playoffs because if he comes back and we don't think he's 100%, obviously that limits his rushing upside, obviously that limits the entire reason why you're starting him. So, we'll keep you updated on that, but that's something to just consider as we head to the waiver wire. Uh let's now go to uh um Josh Allen, another quarterback who 
He's got that rushing upside, Edwin. Now, I know I know you were out there on the street saying, look, running quarterback. Lamar, Lamar got hurt trying to throw a pass, okay? But it is kind of funny, Josh Allen, everybody's like, they need to do more design runs, more design runs, and they do that, and he picks up a turf toe. And turf toe, as we have determined on this podcast, Edwin, I'm going to use the scientific term, <laughs> is a bitch. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, turf toe's a bitch. Um, I'm glad that you're paying attention in these classes, Joe. Okay. So he had a hundred yards rushing and what you need to know about these rushing quarterbacks. First of all, uh, go to my Twitter profile, go to uh, FP injury doc. You can read an entire uh, breakdown of rushing quarterbacks, mobile quarterbacks versus non-mobile quarterbacks injury rates based on thousands of samples, thousands of, of, of instances. And there's really not a lot of hard evidence for this to happen. Now, of course is running safer than, than, you know, sliding or throwing a pass. No, but we also don't know for a fact how much this running actually impacts players. And if they're smart, which Josh, Josh Allen, you wouldn't necessarily categorize in the smartest or safest of players, um, did suffer a turf toe. So what you know about turf toe, for example, is that Patrick Mahomes played through an entire rupture of the bottom of, of his big toe for the Super Bowl. And I think he played through it actually through the entire playoffs. And he has actually, Patrick Mahomes has gone on the record at interviews and said that when he was running during the Super Bowl, he actually had to curl up his toes so that he didn't have to press through that toe. So this can be extremely painful, but he can still be effective. Josh Allen can. It's not something that, you know, I was just talking about benching Lamar Jackson. We don't think right now that it's a severe injury based on everything that the Bills are saying themselves. Um, and so I, this is actually a reason to not bench uh, uh Josh Allen. This is this is one of the scenarios where I've seen fantasy players big make big mistakes, go galaxy brain, outthink themselves, and bench Josh Allen because it's fantasy playoffs. Don't do that. Don't bench Josh Allen because of this turf toe. Austin Eckler uh, picks up an ankle injury now. Apparently, he had an ankle bruise, um, and it kept him out, uh, limited him in practice a little bit. Edwin last week. Then I see him get tackled in the game against the Giants. Um, and his, it looked like he kind of got a helmet to the ankle. He limps off the field. They tape him up excessively. I mean, he probably still doesn't have that shoe off, uh, <laughs> but he doesn't come back into the game. Brandon Staley said he could have returned to the game, wanted to return to the game, but the game was kind of out of hand. So they didn't put him in there. Um, I saw somebody else. It wasn't you, but I saw somebody else opine that it might be a high ankle mechanism. They have a short turnaround. Uh, they play on Thursday. They play the Kansas City Chiefs, which is another complicating factor because it's a huge game for the division. As Austin Eckler is a star, there is a lot of layers to this onion here with Austin Eckler. Help me peel him back a little bit. What what did you see? Well, first of all, how dare you consume injury content from anybody else, Joe? How dare you? First I cheated of all. on you. I'm sorry. Sec, you did. You did. You 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 injury whore. Um. So okay, I have not seen this injury. Because, Joe, I'm coming back from a wedding this weekend, and I was on a plane most of the day yesterday, which was terrible. I don't even want to freaking, I don't even want to talk about it. So I need to go back and watch this injury. Now, there is a bit of concern for high ankle, as always. Um, but again, I need, to, I need to go back and check the, the film and see exactly what went on. Um, it does, I'm actually pulling it up right now. It does look like it was a potential high ankle on the left as I'm watching this video, but you also see a bit of his right ankle for lateral sprain. Moral of the story, this is something that's going to be concerning for Austin Eckler moving forward because we've seen, as you did with with Dalvin Cook earlier this season, you are concerned for the partial sprains 
that players try to play through. Now, yet another situation where just because you're in the fantasy playoffs and Austin Eckler did, you know, he didn't practice three week, three, three days in a row, and then he tries to give it a go. This is something that could backfire on you. These high ankle sprains are one of the few injuries where start your studs does not apply. So again, keep it locked here during the week. Prepare yourself to not have Austin Eckler in the first place. And you, unless depending on what your options are, you might have to go another direction with Austin Eckler. Uh, what the hell happened with TJ Hawkinson? Yeah. Okay. I don't know because I was literally writing the injury report and I was thinking to myself, oh, no big deal. Hawkinson should be here. We didn't see any injury to his hand. We, I, I didn't, I didn't hear anything. You know, the circles that I run in on Twitter usually have something on them. And this was, this sort of came out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, apparently he was uh, limited in practice. And when I was doing the injury report, the Friday reports still weren't out. He has gone LP DNP LP this year. So I wasn't really that concerned. turns out that he's just out now. So this, this injury seems to have happened um, either last week and it was sort of under the radar or it happened in practice. So this is something that you, you, you get concerned about, like potentially he got stepped on. Um, it's probably something less severe than like the Dawson Knox thing, at least as of right now that we think of. Um, but we don't really know what's going to happen. So yet another situation where you're really going to have to pay attention to the injury reports, pay attention um, to the site over at Injury Insights. So this is going to be a, a big heavy week on the Injury Insights. Edwin, what is Monkey Knife Fight? Well, it's the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site on the planet, and it's a daily fantasy sports operator offering a unique style of player props. One of the things we love about MKF is you simply don't have to spend all day analyzing salaries to create that one lineup that finally makes you a millionaire, like on some other sites. The third biggest operator in DFS offers all the major sports, plus UFC, golf, esports, soccer. They added college football this fall, and we've also heard rumblings of bowling, tennis, and even fishing. Further, more than 200,000 users. It'll keep things fresh. Pick a sport. Select a game matchup. Pick your fantasy contest. There's more or less. Rapid fire. Stat shootout. There's more contest than that, too. Choose your buy. And new users can use code FANTASYPTS to claim an instant 100% deposit match up to $100. New users also receive a free $5 just for signing up. Head to monkeyknifefight.com and download the app on the App Store or the Google Play Store. You can also find out more information on the Fantasy Points Homepage, tell me about plantar fascia. Uh, now, this is not plantar fasciitis, which is, I think, like an inflammation. This is a full-on tear for Tony Pollard. Doesn't really sound fun. Um, but I've heard tail, Edwin. I, I'm out there. I'm listening. I have my ear to the ground. That a full-on tear of the plantar fascia is better than a partial tear of the plantar fascia. Um, why is that the case? What is the deal with Tony Pollard? I still can't imagine it's good. Like, I, I can't imagine he's like, oh, man, I tore it. I want to do that again. Um, but what, what can we expect from Tony Pollard? Because it is very clear that Zeke Elliott is not 100% healthy either. Yeah, so the thing about these reports, Joe, is that we don't really know how, you know, how true these reports are. Tony Pollard's out here telling us he's got a full tear of the of the plantar fascia, the plantar plate. That's possible. It's it's more possible that he has a, a partial tear just because I don't know. It just it just seems like these players always exaggerate the types of tears they have. But hey, it's totally possible. Now, depending on your perspective, depending on your positional demands and depending on what the team wants to do, this could be an injury that was a lot more minor than they let on. But they did want to sit him out because the playoffs are coming around. The Cowboys are contenders. 
And, you know, they need their their RB1 on the field. So they're going to give them a little bit of rest. Now, the reason that people will say that a, a partial torn plate is more painful than a full torn plate is because of the fibers that are remaining are doing 100% of the work and there are only 50% of the fibers. It's the best way to think about it. So that's totally plausible. Now, I saw yesterday, um, which I thought was really funny, and this this goes to the to the fragility of these reports and when their player reported specifically. Uh, yesterday, Tony Pollard didn't do anything different from Friday or Saturday. He didn't, you know, get mad. He wasn't magically cured. He didn't wake up in his plantar fascia was back together. Mike McCarthy comes out and he said he's feeling, quote, a lot better about Tony Pollard's fascia. So we don't really Mike McCarthy actually has been pretty forthright with injuries. He was pretty forthright with Michael Gallup. He was pretty forthright with Amari Cooper. Um, everything that that's gone on in the in the in the training room, he's been pretty honest about. So if he's feeling better about Tony Pollard, it was probably a, a sprain, a mild sprain, and you might see Tony Pollard back this week. So I wouldn't be too concerned about this. I think this was a little overblown. Okay. Oh, fantastic. Interesting. Nice take there, Edwin. I think that the people are going to like to hear that. DJ Moore uh, looks like he's got, I think, a little a little hamstring is what they said. Uh, that never makes me feel good. DJ Moore's hamstrings, Joe, are probably the size of your head. So when they say he's got a little hamstring, uh, I think that's a, I think that's a bit of a misnomer. So yes, he's got a little bit of a hamstring, which means essentially that he is to a certain group of subpopulation who you know has DJ Moore. He's volatile, right? He's volatile. Yeah. Now typically these result in about one one point four games missed, but of all the injuries on you know on the on the docket on the menu. These are the most volatile, as you saw with Christian McCaffrey, as you saw with DeAndre Hopkins, as you've seen with Julio Jones over the last year plus. These are extremely volatile injuries, and if teams don't give players the time to recover, they will recur. Even if the teams do give the the player time to recover, these these tend to recur. So it's one of these things you're going to have to, again, watch the injury report. Understand that if you throw him in a lineup next week, week 15, the fantasy playoffs, he is highly volatile unless he can get in at least a, a you know one full participation in practice without any setbacks. You can't be too confident in DJ Moore quite yet. Uh, we have Terry McLaurin, um, nasty looking concussion. I mean, he slammed his head off the turf on a horrible throw by Taylor Heineke, a, a hospital ball from Taylor Heineke, and it put Terry McLaurin in the hospital. Um, again, Edwin, we understand that concussions, you can't tell how bad they are just by how they looked, but you watch this, his head bounce off the turf, and that was a pretty nasty looking hit for Terry McLaurin. Yeah, you hate to see this. I mean, this is just there's there's no way around it. It, it doesn't. It's never fun to watch it. You know, one human get their head knocked off the turf. Um, for Terry McLaurin, uh, he is obviously in the protocol now. This is his second concussion since 2019. So there is there are some studies showing that after two years, the impacts of a first concussion uh, start to minimize in terms of recurrence. However, it still is a cumulative effect. This is a brain injury. Don't let anybody tell you any differently. These are brain injuries. So it's really going to be something you're going to have to take day by day. Um, I've, I've said this before on the podcast. Um, this is another, you know, in, in addition to hamstring strains, another volatile timeline. Typically, after their first concussion, players can come back since this is his second, uh, can come back within a week since this is the second. Tip players do typically miss a week after their second concussion and further on. So, He's not a slam dunk to get out of the protocol quite yet. These are extremely volatile situations. These are extremely volatile injuries. So make plans to be without Terry McLaurin completely. If he's active now, 
Um, you do want to start him. He's he's going to be highly volatile, but you're going to want to start him uh, if he's out there. So you're just going to have to pay attention again to the injury insights this week to see if he can make it uh, out of the protocol by by week 15. Well, once again, as as we always mention here uh, on the podcast with concussions, as nasty and as serious as they are, you're not limited with a concussion if you if you clear the protocol. You play. Yeah, exactly. It's it's very rare that you'll see uh, a concussion. Uh, you know. I guess unless you're Brandon Staley, who did sit uh, Bosa, which was a good idea, in my opinion. Um, you rarely see teams take it easy with concussions, which, you know, we could talk it for an entire hour about, you know, the, the repercussions of that and whether that's that's a good idea or not. But, yeah, when if they pass clear the protocol, teams will put them out there 99.99 percent of the time. Yeah. All right. And we've got one more to get to Kareem Hunt. Um, he ha- he suffered an ankle injury, uh, apparently wanted to come back into the game, Edwin. Um, and they said no, and then all of a sudden, Kevin Stefanski after game, oh, he wanted to come back in, he's fine. Well, so yesterday on Monday, he's like, well, we play Saturday, and, uh, you know, he, it doesn't look like Kareem Hunt's going to be able to play. Did you see this injury? Uh, what's your read on the on the injury? So, no, another injury that I'm going to have to go back and watch, which is why you need to go to the injury tracker and bookmark it. I am going to talk about this a little bit further down the line, but he did, Stefanski did say that it's highly unlikely that, that Hunt is going to play this week. Um, which really just makes it Nick Chubb season. We've seen that when Chubb is out and you and Tom will talk about this a lot more. Um, there really isn't uh, another, another, another guy that they use. Uh, Dernus Johnson is somebody that comes to mind, obviously, but he has only been usable uh, when, when Chubb and Hunt are out. So this might be a multi-week absence for Kareem Hunt. I'll have to go back and watch the film on that one. All right, Edwin, thank you so, so much for uh, your wonderful insights. Follow him on Twitter at FB Injury Doc. This guy is awesome. He gets a job with the Twins because of his unbelievable Twitter presence. But instead of just casting us to the side, he decides, you know what? I want to keep going with fantasy points, and he wants to keep going for you people. Edwin, that is awesome, man. Congratulations. Thank you for taking time out of your morning to talk to uh, the people. Uh, Continue on and have a wonderful day. I appreciate that, Joe, and uh, I won't let you get off that easy. My bill will be in the mail. I'll let you and Hanson take care of that one. (laughs) All right. Well, we will. It's Christmas time. You know, we always like to take care of the people. (laughs) Um, Ben Kukanis, though, he's taking care of the sponsors. He'll talk about that, and then after that, Brawley will be here, and we'll talk waiver wire. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Edwin, and welcome, Tom, to the podcast to talk waiver wire. Tom, it's week 15, Uh, and as I was talking about with Edwin, at this point with the freaking COVID going around, uh, oh. There's really very little you can do but cross your fingers at this point with when, when it comes to that. Um, but there are some replacements out there on the waiver wire who, who might be able to pick up. Maybe you had Miles Gaskin or Alexander Madison. There are some guys out there you might be able to pick up. But that's all I can tell you guys. I mean, it's just the worst time for it. But thanks for thanks for extending the season by a week, NFL. <laughs> you know, yeah, we like, really seriously. we really needed that. Who would have thought, Joe? I- this year has been more chaotic than last year. I, I wouldn't have guessed that uh, in a hundred well, years. Like it's, I think it's because they relaxed the protocols, like in building. Yes, well, for vaccinated folks completely right on that end. And like you said, it's the longer season here too. So I think yeah. coaches are you know you know not as stressed to get these guys back on the field you know right away. They'll give these guys an extra week. So yeah. you know we have the COVID stuff, and then we have these guys maybe sitting out extra you know, extra week or so to get healthy. Uh, it's it's chaos right now. So if you've made it this far, you know, congratulations. You've done a heck of a job to get to this point if you're still alive in your legs. 
you know, we do this waiver wire early look on Tuesdays, but you you have to stay vigilant up until Sunday morning at, at this point. Uh, you know, keep checking news, keep, keep checking Twitter uh, for the latest COVID news and, you know, up to inactives on Sunday morning. It, this is a full-time gig at this point if you've been manager your team to week 15 here. Yeah, so let's uh let's go to uh let's first and foremost talk about Lamar Jackson. Uh Tom, uh, quarterback is not great um uh, on the waiver wire. Uh, one of the simplest things you can do is maybe pick up that Tyler Huntley who's played pretty damn well when he's had the opportunity to play for Lamar Jackson this year. Um but Tua Tagovailoa has a great matchup in week 15 against the Jets if you need it. Yeah, he uh scored uh, 18 and a half fantasy points in this matchup earlier this season then um, I don't. I don't think he had Devonte Parker for that game. Uh, he's been in and out of the lineup, so he's expected to be back. Uh, he, he played before their bye week, so unless he has some sort of setback, which he has had a couple times with this hamstring injury, but uh, looks like he'll be ready to go. Uh, so he'll have a full comp. You know, not a, a full complement. Will Fuller probably isn't playing again this season. Uh, but we're, we're having, you know, at least Devontae Parker and Jalen Waddle and Mike Kosicki at his disposal here. And uh, the Jets are, you know, the, the Jets are the Jets at this point. They they got run over by the Saints offense, which has been pretty inept here recently. So, uh, you know, but the, the only, I guess, concern would be that the Jets can't keep pace and it's a, kind of a blowout game. But uh, the the, the Dolphins don't have many uh, much help at running back right now. They might not be able to run the ball yeah. out, and uh, you know, so it might be more on Tua's shoulders than uh, anticipated heading into this game because you know the Jets have been the best matchup uh, for running backs here, but uh, they're, they're having all kinds of issues in their backfield with COVID. Uh, let's talk about that backfield right now because the yeah. guys who you might be able to pick up are out there. I mean, they're available in virtually every league. Duke Johnson. Uh, who they're elevating off the practice squad, and Malcolm Brown, who I think is on IR but is eligible to come off. Yes, he's been he's been out a long time. He had a, the quad injury. Um, I, I think he's been out since at least like week seven or week eight. Uh, they've kind of given the backfield to Miles Gaskin, but uh, Gaskin and Ahmed uh, went on COVID uh, in the in the protocol there. Uh, towards the end of last week. So there's a chance that they're ready to go. Uh, it's usually in this seven to 10 day range where guys start popping back, you know, come rejoining the team here. So they have a, a, a I would put above a 50% chance that these guys are back, but uh, hardly a guarantee. And uh, as we said, this Jets matchup has been, you know, the one you want to attack for fantasy all season long here. Uh, I would put Malcolm Brown. It sounds yeah, he's had a lot of time to recover from this injury. I think he's probably ready to go uh, as long as he's been at least doing some work on the side uh, for the last week or two. Uh, I think if he gets a full week of practice in here, he should be the number one guy if uh, Gaskin and Ahmed can't play. But uh, Duke Johnson isn't a bad you know, secondary option here. But you know, if you remember back to the preseason, they kind of wanted to give Malcolm Brown the starting job. They were tinkering yeah. around with the backfield. They they kind of even I think they even opened the season maybe uh, giving him the majority of the the touches uh, in the first couple of games, but he kind of fell back in the uh, the order here. So I would think he would jump towards the top uh, to to the very top if both Gaskin and Ahmed can't play this week. Uh, uh, Rashad Penny, uh, Tom uh, Pete Carroll's been talking him up all season. 
Well, he finally talked him up before a big game. Now, Seattle had an easy matchup against Houston, but Penny looked pretty good out there. Of course, I also saw him kind of stretching on the sidelines and like trying to keep himself. He always had the injury risk when it comes to Rashad Penny, but that's a guy who's got an opportunity to be a lead back the rest of the season. Yeah, he played fifty percent of fifty-seven percent of the snaps, which is uh, pretty promising here. Uh, there was no Adrian Peterson, I you know, but after seeing what Penny did, I think it would be pretty foolish to you know go back to Adrian Peterson or Alex Collins here this week. Uh, you know, the Seahawks have kind of every incentive to see what they have with Penny too. Uh, they declined the fifth-year option on his uh, you know first you know he was a first-round pick, so. The, the team has the option of picking up the 50-year option on these guys, and uh, they declined it. So he's entering free agency this this offseason. But, you know, he still might be kind of in their plans if he impresses down the stretch here. So uh, I think, you know, and they're 5-8 uh, and eight here. So, you know, unlikely to make the playoffs. But uh, so you need to do a little bit of evaluating here, and I think this is a good opportunity for them to do it. And, you know, Penny was their first-round pick from, you know, four years ago. So, uh, certainly has the pedigree to be a big time back and uh, just injuries have derailed his career here in the last two seasons but maybe we're finally getting to see you know what he can actually do here I, I wouldn't get my hopes way up you know every time we you know start to get a little bit excited about him something uh, some sort of injury derails him but uh, maybe this is the uh, maybe this is his finally his time. He'll be a fantasy football legend here, maybe uh, over the next couple of weeks after a, uh, a tough two year stretch. Uh, Craig Reynolds, uh, the Adam Schefter nugget turned out true. He was the guy who kind of led the uh, led the backfield against Detroit, but tough matchup coming this week against Arizona, a reeling Arizona team all of a sudden uh, because yeah. they lost to to, uh, to the Rams. Yeah, the, uh, they're going to be coming in highly motivated. That, that I saw the spread for that one is uh, sitting at 14 points, so not exactly you know the best spread here. Uh, and DeAndre he, Swift could be back as well. That is that's that's the big one. Uh, Dan Campbell, yeah, he's been pretty forthright uh, with the media for most most of the season. Uh, you know, you never know with these new coaches, but he's been pretty forthright. And, and it's he said hey he said that both DeAndre Swift and T.J. Hawkinson. We're day to day at this point, so you know that that puts him in in line to potentially return this week. And you would you would think he would. That was a, a shoulder injury on Thanksgiving Day back in Week Twelve. Uh, you know we saw Dalvin Cook with a dislocated shoulder. Uh, you know coming back and play eleven days later. Uh, you know this was a, a more minor in, shoulder injury. So I, I think he's probably physically ready to return here. So uh, you know I don't know if I'd go like. Busting my uh, budget, you know. I guess we are pretty late in the year. Maybe, uh, maybe you do want to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. At this point, you might not even have a budget. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but uh, you know, maybe he's not a bad guy to stash on your bench here, spend a buck or two. Um, you know, it seems like at the very least, if Adam Shef- Schefter is getting nuggets, that uh, that he could be something here. Uh, they're at least intrigued by this guy, so he he could at least maybe see a role next to him here. Uh, you know, seems like Jamal Williams is kind of falling out of favor there. He's a, you know, they can get out of his contract pretty easily this offseason. So uh, maybe this Craig Reynolds does work his way, maybe into being that number two back the rest of the season. Uh, now let's go to uh, any other uh, running back. Yeah, we should time. touch on uh, Eckler here. The, uh, oh, of course. It sounds like he's going to play. You know, it, he could have returned into that game, but, uh, you know, he came into the, the game. He missed some practice time with the ankle injury, uh, came out, 
uh, got it more heavily taped in the second half. But it was a 30-7 to game at the time, uh, up three scores. You know, it was Mike Lennon running the offense for the Giants. So I don't, I don't think uh, Brandon Staley was too concerned. But it's a quick turnaround for the Chargers. They play Thursday night here. Uh, we can maybe even get into the receivers here uh, next. But um, it looks like he's going to play. But just in case he doesn't, if you've been riding Eckler all season here, uh, I would give the nod to, to Justin Jackson. They, they split the backfield pretty evenly between – uh, Jackson and Kelly, but you know Jackson has uh, a little bit longer track record. A uh, little, yeah, you know, he's a more explosive, explosive player too here. And the way this game might set up uh, might be a, more of a pass-heavy game anyway against the Chiefs. So uh, I would lean towards Justin Jackson as the handcuff here uh, if you've been you know uh, using Austin Eckler all season. Uh, come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this football season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. And with Thrive, you can eliminate countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes who have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 out of the 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under, based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props, rack up the most points, win a share of the prize pool. That's simple. Thrive has over $140,000 guaranteed in prizes for NFL Week 15 and has already awarded over $4 million. And our staff at Fantasy Points will be posting their favorite Thrive Fantasy picks each week on the site. New users can use promo code FANTASYPOINTS when you sign up and will receive a 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Google Play Store or by visiting thrivefantasy.com and tune into the Extra Points live stream every Sunday morning to find out some of our favorite Thrive Fantasy props for the day. Sign up and prop up today. Tom, at wide receiver, um, K.J. Osborne is still out there. Probably not in a competitive league, though, um, as he did a great job filling in for Adam Thielen. Gabriel Davis with Emmanuel Sanders picking up a knee injury. All of a sudden, Davis is having himself a nice little end of the season. Somebody who can help your team in the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, touchdowns in two consecutive games here, both in the red zone. You know, he's a big, big target there. Yeah. and, uh, you know, Sanders, you know, he, he got that knee injury and he was knocked out pretty quickly. He didn't return to the game. Uh, I would expect him to be out at least the next week or two, uh, which gives, gives Davis. He's only 3% owned on Yahoo, so he has a, a bit of a runway here. You know, I don't think he's going to be, you know, a huge difference maker, but he's definitely a guy you can plug in your wide receiver three and has some upside to score some touchdowns here. Uh, they're, they're pretty big favorites against the Panthers this week. So, you know, there's a chance that, uh, you know, the Bills could get to, you know, four touchdowns or more maybe in that, that matchup here. So uh, Davis is, you know, he's been sitting around, you know, 30% of the snaps, 40% of the snaps all season. But now that's going to probably spike into the 80 to 90% range going forward. Uh, and he was a he, – he made some plays towards the end of last year and in the playoffs there against the Colts. I remember him having a big game there. So – uh, I'm almost a little bit surprised they haven't been giving him a uh, little bit more run anyway with Emmanuel Sanders tailing off the last uh, you know six to eight weeks here uh, since their bye in the middle of the season. Uh, you know, it's time to give Davis a, a more of a role anyway. So even if Sanders does come back, if Davis has an impressive performance this weekend, uh, maybe he sticks in the, 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 the starting lineup anyway. So uh, he's got some upside here and, uh, you know, he's widely available. So a guy that can help a lot of teams here that might be uh, hurting at receiver right now. Robbie Anderson, uh, John Hansen calls him fantasy Santa because his, uh, his uh, 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 tendency to pop up in December. Forgive me for not really trusting him, Tom, but if you believe in that and you believe in the fact that... Uh, I believe in that, Santa. 
the new, the new offensive coordinator, Jeff Nixon there, is going to get him the ball. He is out there in about 65% of leagues. Yeah, I don't, I don't love the matchup this week. It's against the Bills. Uh, they got, uh, But they have Tampa, New Orleans, teams that have given up some production to receivers in the upcoming weeks here. Uh, you know, he's been dropped a lot. Uh, it's, it at least seems like, yeah, you're right. The, the new OC tried to factor him into the offense, uh, you know, 34% target share, uh, the, the best of the season for him. So uh, at the very least, the, the change of OC seemed to uh, get him more involved in the offense, so, which is a promising thing before. Uh, and he's certainly capable of producing these big fantasy games uh, if he's going to see some volume here. So uh, scored 21 points last week, which was, which was also a season high. So, uh, you know, he's trending in the right direction with the, the changes in Carolina. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones uh, picked up uh, team best 90 receiving yards uh, against the Ravens. He's been really untrustworthy because that pass game's been so inconsistent. But he's kind of in that Valdez-Scantling range where he can make a big play for you. Yeah, it's, and there's just hasn't really been anybody real consistent in this passing game all year. And now it looks like Kareem Hunt could be out for another stretch of games here. So you take another, you know, uh, weapon out of the out of the offense, and uh, Hunt contributes a little bit more in the, the passing game as well. So, uh, you know, Dearness Johnson is a nice player, but he's probably more of a runner than a receiver here. So uh, it, it's really thin. You know, David Njoku and Harrison Bryant are also have also been out of the picture recently. So you know, there, there's some runway here for him. Uh, you know, he, I, I don't, I, he's very tr- untrustworthy, as you said, Joe, he could yeah. see a 20% target share and, but you got to hope that he, you know, he's kind of like an MBS in that, uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling in, in that perspective that, you know, he's going to get some targets, but you got to pray that he connects on one of those deep shots and takes it to the house. But, uh, he did make some really nice plays in that game. He had one of the, the best catches of the week on that sideline to get those toes down on Sure, you may have seen it on the highlight show uh, over the weekend here, but uh, he's a guy that's at least a, a rising second-year prospect here as well. And uh, obviously, just to talk about Valdez Gantling, also Alan Lazard, it's like roll the dice on those two guys every week. But because because of Aaron Rodgers, you've got a shot for any one of those two guys to have a big game any given week. Yeah, and, and it's noteworthy that uh, Randall Cobb is kind of out of the picture here. It sounds like, uh, you know, he... He's, he might be lucky to return by uh, the playoffs here. So uh, the, the receiver tree has been thinned out a little bit in, in Green Bay. So uh, it's a roll of the dice. Who's going to be involved? I was on the MBS side. I thought he was going to have the big game in week four, 14, and it, it turned out to be Alan Lassard. But, uh, you know, if you're playing in deeper formats, there are at least guys to take shots on. Uh, one other situation we should uh, touch on, Joe, is the, the Charger situation with Keenan Allen. Uh, they, they have a big game on Thursday night. Hopefully we get Keenan Allen back in yeah. the mix, but still hasn't been activated off the, uh, the COVID list. Maybe by the time you're listening to this on Tuesday night, maybe he is off the list. So you can skip ahead, uh, 30 to 30 seconds on this one. But, uh, it was kind of Josh Palmer that jumped into his role. He played in two wide receiver sets, was played in the slot. Uh, both guys actually, actually came through, but, uh, I kind of like Palmer a little bit more than Guyton here. Uh, moving forward, if Keenan Allen's out again, he'll be playing the the slot in the offense here. Uh, if Keenan misses Thursday night, yeah. Uh, now Brandon Staley was pretty optimistic on Keenan Allen, but still uh, worth pointing out that there's an opportunity he doesn't come off that list. Tom, just a, a tight end to touch yeah. on um, is oh, Austin. Well, Ho- 
Yeah, yeah it's Austin Hooper. Yeah, yeah I mean, the tight end is just brutal right now. And then we, now we have Travis Kelsey crapping it up. Uh, it, it's it's really ugly out there at tight end. If you have a Mark Andrews or, uh, you know, you, you should be locking your, your, your lucky stars at this point. But, yeah, Hooper, uh, you know, this is another situation we need to watch. If uh, Harrison Bryant – it seems like Harrison Bryant will probably miss another game, but uh, David Njoku is the big one. He's still on the COVID list. We'll see if he's able to return. But if both of those guys are out of the picture, it at least kind of condenses the targets that, uh, you know, go to these tight ends here. So uh, he came through with a touchdown. It was, you know, one of his best uh, fantasy performances of the season here. Uh, and it is a Saturday game. We, this is the return of the Saturday game. So uh, just a little bit, uh, you know, one fewer day for – uh, both Bryant and, uh, and Joko to, to get cleared to play. So uh, keep an eye on that. He's 41% owned, so he's not out there in too many leagues. But uh, if you're looking for a streamer, he's looking like the best, best option right now. There's It's slim pickings out there at tight end right now. T-Bro, thanks for uh, breaking down the waiver wire here. Uh, you want to check out the whole waiver wire article, go to fantasypoints.com and subscribe. I understand the season's almost over, but that's why the prices are so low. More importantly... Tom, you're contributing to our college football bowl guide props, uh, confidence pools, uh, uh, against the spread. Devi, you're contributing, but our guy Josh, Kevin, and Wes, they broke that down incredibly. Um, you're entered into a chance to win a Trevor Lawrence autograph football. I mean, just it's a really wonderful uh, uh, project that's constantly updated. It's not like, oh, they wrote it now and that's it. No, it's going to be constantly updated when props come out. Um, maybe the spread moves, news comes out. It's really a great package for just $25. If you are making any wagers, entering any bowl pools, that is a smart thing to do is to get in there on that college football bowl guide. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's a great little product. I, I mean, I, this is one of my favorite times of year, Joe. We get into all these bowl pools and, uh, you know, we kind of know what we're doing, uh, you know, watching the college football. You know, we want, you know, it's more of a recreational thing for us on Saturdays, but uh, you know, getting to read those guys, they, they, they live and breathe college football. So uh, if you're looking to get more information on these guys that, you know, you know, if you're just looking for a guide to watching the games, or maybe you're just looking to get a leg up on, you know, what you might be uh, expecting from some of these players when they come to the next level, uh, it's, it, this is a, a little guide to get. So it's, it's 25 bucks. It's, I think it will be well worth your time to, to, to spend a, a few bucks and to, to read up on all these players. For Tom Brawley, at Tom Brawley on Twitter. For Edwin Porras, at FBInjuryDoc on Twitter. For Ben Kukanis, he's got the nude man as his <laughs> avatar, at B Kukanis on Twitter. I'm Joe Dolan, at FG underscore Dolan on Twitter. Thank you for listening to the Week 15 edition of the Waiver Wire and Injury Podcast here at FantasyPoints.com. And we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Fantasy Points.